Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you at 10am every weekday morning. I'm joined by Alfie. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm not bad, TC. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby indeed. Umar, how are we doing, my friends? Not bad. Hope everyone's well. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah, it's a bit of a, a weird morning, I think, at the moment. Uh, we were just discussing off air how it's been a bit of a gut punch to Arsenal fans, this Rafinha news. There was a lot of hype, a lot of um, even euphoria, I suppose, around the idea of Arsenal maybe getting in, not just Jesus, but another Brazilian international. And with that story kind of leading towards a point where it doesn't look very likely, if the fan base feels a bit down. Um, what do you think that we need, Alfie? What needs to happen to, to pick us back up again? I think Gabriel Jesus announced today would be a perfect start. Um, obviously, we know what Arsenal are like with the announcements. They like to drag them out as, as long as mm. possible. Um, I wonder if there's going to be another sort of uh, puzzle for us to solve with, with the Jesus one as there was with mm. Fabio Vieira. Um, but no, I think I think that's what it is. We all know that he's going to sign, but I, I always think that it's a bit of a positive once they're actually in an Arsenal shirt and we, we don't look at all these photoshopped images of him where, um, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of them floating around on social media. Um, but... I think that that'd be the, the best start, and, and also um, I think the, we'll move on to it later. But the Lissandro Martinez sort of deal, I, I'd love to get that out of the way because uh, that's another one that after mm. the Rafinha punch in the gut, we don't want another one with, with him, um, and that that's sort of the thing that's worrying me at the moment. Yeah, of course we'll we'll come on to Martinez. He's uh, yeah, that that's a fifty fifty scenario that I just pray ends up in Arsenal's favour. Of course, uh, Omar Jesus, it could be announced today or tomorrow. The the feeling is at the moment, um, he's he's signed. You know, it's done. The deal is is completed. He's done his medical. He's met Edu as we've seen. Um, do you think that will be enough to kind of pick the fans up, or is there an element of we know that's done, so it's uh, it's not exactly like a big plus or anything? With the way Arsenal fans are, they on you see on social media. I think everyone knows that Jesus is an Arsenal player now. You're just waiting that for the formality and for the announcement to take place. Um, but with Arsenal fans, once a player's in the door, they want the next one. It's like it's like when a kid wants candy, they want more and more and more. And it's similar with Arsenal fans and signing. So Jesus, I think, as Alfie touched on, it will be great to see him in an Arsenal shirt him holding up the shirt. What I've liked in recent days with the transfers is these videos that Arsenal have been uploading when Edu um, is with the signings, like Matt Turner the other week, he's been showing them in around the training ground, showing them parts of the Arsenal history. he done the same with Fabio Vieira the other week. So I would like to watch that as well when Jesus gets announced. But I think it will be a great signing. It will be a great signing and I think it will work for Arsenal. But Hopefully, the announcement takes place today. So, hopefully, we can have something to smile about. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, obviously, what doesn't help is when Spurs are doing a lot of business at the same time. That that never helps from an Arsenal perspective. But, you know, whilst they are doing business, I, I wouldn't particularly say that it's business that I am, you know, wildly concerned about. You know, the latest information is that Richarlison is closing in on, on a 50 million plus 10 million, I think, in bonuses move. Um, Clement Lenglet from Barcelona arriving on loan. They've obviously already signed Yves Basuma and uh, Perisic as well. And Jed Spence is another player that they've been linked to. But Alfie, you know, if I qualify, if Arsenal had qualified for the Champions League and these were the players we were going to, 
I wouldn't be that ecstatic about it if it was me. I don't know if I'm being biased, and I probably am, but they don't they don't bother me. And I'd feel like I'd be frustrated if Arsenal were going for those types of players if they got Champions League. Yeah, I think for me, our business isn't too much different from theirs. I think the signing of Perisic, um, I think it's a good one for Spurs, but imagine if if we'd have signed him, it would have been sort of the same as, as when yeah. William arrived for me. Mm. Um, and, and it's like, I've seen... I'm a big fan of, of Yves Bissouma and I've loved him at Arsenal, but he would have been a rotation player because for me, he's not as good as Party. Whereas for Spurs, they're obviously excited because he'll be starting for them. And then um, you look at all the other deals. I mean, Fraser Forster, I think the only decent game he had against, uh, mm. the only decent game he had that, that season was against us. And I think that's one of the best goalkeeping performances I've seen against Arsenal in a long time. Um, but it, it's not it's not too, too much to worry about for me. I mean, Richarlison and Jesus, I think, there's not too much between them. Um, and, and for us, Jesus is going to sort of improve our front line. He'll start for us in the middle. Um, I'm not sure exactly where Richarlison will fit in for uh, Spurs. Yeah. Obviously, they've already got Kane and Son, so I don't think there's too much improvement from them there. And we saw last season, our main issue was, for me, we've got a better start in 11, but obviously the main issue was the rotation and, and the depth. And that's what we're looking to target this, this window. So I, I think next season... Once we've targeted that, I'm not too worried about Spurs. Um, maybe again, like you say, a bit of bias creeping in, but I don't think we should ever be worried about them. I think we we should be focused on ourselves and 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 obviously looking to take that fourth spot off them, or hopefully even better. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's that's obviously got to be the aim. You know, finishing in the Champions League qualification spots, be that through the league or the Europa League, is is going to be Arsenal's target for next season. But, I mean, Umar, does Richarlison worry you? I mean, obviously they needed to bring someone in that was going to give them depth in attack and give if, you know, Kane has had his injury issues, if they lose him, they needed an, an alternative. Premier League proven, has scored goals for Everton. But he's a very Spurs player. He's got that edge about him, that's for sure. I don't. I think he'll buy in very quickly to the hating Arsenal element of it. He scored a fair few goals, you know, against Arsenal, as we know as well. So what, what do you make of, of those moves? £60 million is a lot of money for a player like Richarlison because Mm. I compare it to what we've managed with Gabriel Jesus. And I think Gabriel Jesus is a much better player, even though he was coming towards the end of his contract. £45 million in this day Mm. and age is a bargain. So for me, um, Richarlison, he will be a good signing for Tottenham, but... I think it's going to be more rotational. It's going to be they have more fixtures piling up. But does he get in ahead of Hyungman Son? No. Will he get in ahead of Harry Kane? No. Dijan Kulaveski, he's been phenomenal since he's, mm. he's he's come to Tottenham. And I don't think Richarlison will get ahead of him. I think at the end of the day, I think Arsenal need to prioritise their targets. They need to prioritise their transfer window. And we've done some good business. Fabio Vieira, I think he's going to be great signing for Arsenal in, in, mm. in my opinion I think he's got, that's going a bit under the radar and we've signed Gabriel Jesus we're looking to sign Yuri Tillemans hopefully Lissandra Martinez so if we get all all of them through the door on top of the likes of Matt Turner Marquinhos I think it'll be a very good window and a successful window so for me we have to focus on what we're doing and our own home um, before we start looking elsewhere. And if we do what we're supposed to be doing this transfer window, I think most of the Arsenal fa- fan base will be happy. 
Yeah, absolutely. It is now a question about whether or not we can get those deals done. The Lissandro Martinez deal, Alfie, keeps on trundling forwards. Arsenal made a third bid, supposedly, yesterday, which is closer to Ajax's valuation, but they seem to be stalling on on kind of discussion because they're waiting for Manchester United to show their hand and generate kind of a bit of a bidding war. If I, How much pressure is on Edu to get this deal done? If we miss out on Lissandro Martinez after the Rafinha situation, you know, we go from a conversation around could this be Arsenal's best ever transfer window to possibly a conversation around is this Arsenal's frustrate, most frustrating ever transfer window. So how much pressure is on Edu to, to win this race for Martinez? Yeah, for me, there's, there's loads of pressure because it, it's not an easy deal to, to get done, is it? I mean, um, I, th- I think with, with Manchester United, obviously they've got Ten Hag who, who's just moved from Ajax who is probably going to do everything he can to lure him over. Um Obviously, it's rumoured this morning that they're going to go in with a 40 million bid, which I believe is more than the bid that we've put in. Um, I think we've put in, is it 30, 35, 36 million with add-ons, taking it over the 40 million. Um, so I think there's loads of pressure on Edu, especially after you say the Rafinha deal, which has obviously uh, gone gone to pot for us. Um, but I, I'm, I'm worried about it myself. I think that we can't offer more than what Manchester United can. I don't think he'll be a starter for us. I think he'll, at, at, for start with anyway, I don't think he'll start for us. Whereas I think he'd go straight into United's team. Um, and, and I think that's probably what he's looking to do. I, mean, I know yeah. uh, we had someone come on, um, who was a Eredivisie expert and, and he sort of said that he won't come to, to play on the bench. He'll be there to start. Um, and I think with, with Manchester United, having that starting spot would probably be, you know, a, a bit of a positive for him and maybe something that they can offer that we can't. Obviously, we're both playing in the Europa League. I think had it been we were in the Champions League, I think it had been no question that he would have chosen us over Manchester United. But I'm worried that we've put the third bid in without them responding to the second bid. I think Ajax are looking to to raise the price tag for him because they're mm-hmm. in a position where they can do that. They're in no rush to sell. Um, I think Timbers stay in now. Um, so, you know, they, they've got... Um, got him on board for the next season um so i'm just worried that ajax are looking to to raise the price and if we do end up spending uh, more than we anticipated i hope that it doesn't affect you know the uh, the our transfer business for for a winger um, and for a central midfielder because again um I'd, I'd hate to miss out on on one of the positions just because we've gone all in for one player yeah, absolutely. And I mean, King puts a really good question in. Umar says, you know, the worry with the Martinez deal is that there's no other option that's as versatile as he is. Um, we'd need two players to cover left back, defensive field and centre back because he's just so versatile. The pressure is on Edu to get this done. The versatility aspect is the most attractive proposition for, I think, Mikel Arteta because mm. the fact that he can comfortably play at left centre-back, the fact that he can do a job at left-back and the fact that he can easily do a job at defensive midfield, who wouldn't want a player like that? And for what the price they're touting, £40 million or so, it's a really, really good deal. But I think what Alfie touched on, the fact that Ajax are not responding, they want a bidding war. They, they know that Manchester United... The fact that Timber won't be going there, Eric Ten Hag will be looking at this Lissandro Martinez deal and will be thinking this is possible. And obviously this links to Edwin van der Sar at Ajax. Um, obviously he's had ties to Manchester United. So it, Arsenal will be alert to that. I, I, I know that Arsenal won't be going into this deal and thinking... They'll be they'll be alert and they'll be thinking this is a deal. If, if there's even a slight possibility that Manchester United are favourites, will pull out 
But the fact that they're going in for the deal and the fact that Mikel Arteta and Arsenal have been reportedly scouting Martinez for many, many months is, is quite um, optimistic for me. But like King Saw just touched on, I think the fact that he can comfortably play across the pitch, the fact that he's young, the fact that a lot of people have touched on his tenacity, the way he goes into tackles, the, just the passion, the character, I think it would be a very good fit for this Arsenal team. So hopefully Edu can get over the line because it could it could be a very, very good deal and it could be a deal which is in, in Arsenal fans' eyes a bargain. Mm. Let's go into the chat box and answer some of your questions. We've got some time to tackle some this morning, so if you indeed do have any you'd like to throw in and ask, uh, we'll try and get through as many of them as we can. Uh, Lynn is asking a question. Uh, Alfie, for me, I get the impression if Conte was really sold on Spurs, these are not the type of players that he would be signing for the long term. Do you think that this business is very much a one and done this season for Conte? I think with Conte, he's never really stayed for too long at any place. Um, he just sort of goes there and, I mean, I've got to give it to him. He is a serial winner wherever he goes. Um, so I, I think that the sort of signings that, I mean, Perisic at 34, 35, however old he is, is the sort of player that he's not coming for a long-term project. He's coming to to come to Spurs and for, for them to try and win trophies. We know obviously over the years they've struggled at doing that. But I do worry that, with the business they've done, maybe this is the the year that they're looking to go for a cup competition or, or something like that. And and the sort of players that they're getting, um, they're not long-term signings, as Lynn says, but I do think they're the sort of players that, I hate to admit it, they, they could push on and, and perhaps, you know, challenge in, in those cup competitions. Yeah, the cup competitions are going to be key for Spurs and, and Conte will know that. He'll want to leave Spurs knowing that he's broken that kind of you know that hoodoo of, of not winning a, a trophy so I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go hard in in both you know not only the Champions League of course but the League Cup and the FA Cup uh, Mayor Francis Nioli says uh, Tom what we really need now are covers for both Tierney and Tommy Asu their absence towards the latter part of last season practically cost us top four not wingers. Uh, El Nenny did an okay job covering for Partey. Let's get Lissandro and Spence and I'll be okay. Tillemans would be the icing on the cake. I don't expect us to go out and sign a, a right-sided defender at all. I think that's not on the table for Arsenal. Martinez, of course, as we know, is is being targeted to cover both that left-back, left-centre-back and defensive midfield positions and provide competition for all those areas. The club very much sees Cedric as a competent backup uh, at right-back. I think the issue wasn't necessarily the limitations of Cedric. It was because we had Cedric and Tavares playing for so long in the same team that it just wasn't balanced. And that really kind of did let us down in the end. Uh, let's go to Afsar, who says, it's wonderful signing like Fabio Vieira, but how good is he really, Umar? Not proven in the Premier League, and he looks so lightweight to play. A lot of people said the same thing about Bernardo Silva. So look how, look how that's turned out. Bernardo Silva was great. Bruno Fernandes coming to the Premier League and he settled well. And we need to give Fabio Vieira a lot of time. Um, it's going to be quite adaptation period for him. First few months might be a bit difficult, but we need to give him time. He's got the talent there. He's got the character there. A lot of people have been praising him really high. So I think it'll be a success because he's got all the capabilities. He's proven it in Portugal. He's proven it in Europe. So... I'm optimistic. I think this could be a signing where a lot of fans have been turning the nose about him and thinking that opposing fans, say the least, that or oh, we've, we've just bought a player from Portugal. Not many people know about him. But 
I think this could be a signing where in a few months come come the start of the season we'll be thinking mm. wow we've got a bargain here yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the team next season because we don't have someone who plays off the strikers, really close, providing that creativity, more directness. He's not afraid to take a strike at goal either. Um, he could be a you know a real smart piece of business for the Gunners this summer. Uh, Mark Sampson asks, Alfie, do you believe that Saka's contract will be sorted this summer before the season starts? I think it's imperative that we get this done ASAP or we risk losing him. Yeah, I think that Saka's contract isn't the priority for the start of this window. Uh, I think for me, it's sort of getting the likes of Martinez um, and Tielemans done first. Mm. Um, I think that'll be something that they start of look for um, towards the end of the summer, maybe the start of the season, because from what I've seen, um, he, he looks like he's happy at the moment. I think um, that it's not the priority at the moment, but I do think that we need to get it sorted before sort of the end of um the end of this year really before the world cup because um i think if we have another year outside of the champions league then I'll, that's when i'll start worrying and, and he might see greener grass elsewhere mm, yeah I, I think saka's new deal will be something that gets sorted um in a matter of time i i don't see a reason why he would move on at the moment he's very attached to the club very happy at the club obviously you'll want to see arsenal are up trying to push to you know bring in competition bringing a good squad to tackle where we want to go and move forwards but yeah he's got that connection that obviously other players that have left just didn't have you know he's not a van persie a fabregas or a nasri that was brought in from elsewhere he's come through from a very young age and and hopefully that kind of leans towards arsenal's favor um we'll finish off the show uh with this point from Kieran, because uh, I do want to discuss this stuff, uh, says, of course, it's something to be worried about. Spurs can identify their targets and go get them. Doesn't matter the price. It's an absolute disgrace and I'm sick of it. Arsenal letting six million scare them off. What do you make of this reaction, Umar? Because, of course, Arsenal have already got four deals through the door counting Jesus. Uh, they've identified those targets and they've got them done. And, of course, Fabio Vieira was an evidence that we can do business without it being in the mainstream media for a pr- uh, prolonged period of time. Do you think fans have a right to be seemingly this angry at what's going on? I think it's just um, opinions. For me, I think the last few windows, I think Arsenal have changed their direction in terms of buying players. They've, it's, it's sort of now they've got an um, idea of who they want and they go for that player. It's basically, if they want a player who fits in the project, they're going to get them. Look at the last summer window, they got Ramsdale, they got the likes of Martin Odegaard when people were screaming out for Madison and look how quickly Odegaard settled into the team. And I think this window is similar as well. Gabriel Jesus was Mikel Arteta's first choice striker. They went through the door. Not many people were speaking about Fabio Vieira because it wasn't in the media, but reportedly he was apparently a signing that Mikel Arteta really liked. So I think... It's not really, it, some people can say Arsenal may not be going for a bidding war, but we don't know, we're not privy to the whole story. Maybe they've got a feeling that Rafinha's first choice is not even Chelsea, it's Barcelona. And reportedly, Deco's in Barcelona yesterday, he's trying to see a deal for Rafinha there. So maybe we got privy of that. And like Miklata has continually banged on about, if a player doesn't want to come to Arsenal, if he's not sold on coming to Arsenal, fair enough, he's not going to come here. Mm. So we're not privy to the details. I don't think it's just about 
or it was six million and Arsenal didn't put the money on the table. Chelsea have put the money on the table and has the deal been closed? No. So personal terms do matter. So I think it's all it's all opinions football. So and I, I think Arsenal's transfer business um, and the way they're going about it is the right way. Yeah, this is the one of the most encouraging transfer windows I've seen at Arsenal for a very, very long time. Um, you know, and seeing the deals that we're getting done, you know, the Fabio Vieira one in particular, I think people are underrating significantly. It's a deal that not only shows that we can get quality in uh, from, from leagues that we haven't got loads of experience of, you know, buying from, especially these kind of calibre of players. He's thought of as one of the most exciting young Portuguese players of his age bracket out there. But obviously that we're getting these deals done behind the scenes and we're not necessarily seeing that. I also like the fact that Arsenal have their valuation of a player and they aren't going to, you know, panic buy and break the bank to bring an overspend to bring someone in. I know that it's easy to jump onto FIFA or football manager and just pay what you want. It's not your money. But if overspending on a player like Rafinha, which if we're honest, is a luxury signing, you know, if it's between Saka and Rafinha for who starts against Crystal Palace on the first game of the season at right wing. I'm choosing Saka every day of the week. So it's not like, you know, he's a transformative figure for the club. It would have been a really good addition, I think. But when if it would have compromised us bringing in players at central midfield in that versatile defensive position, that for me would have been a big problem. And I feel like the club know what the budget is this summer. They know that if they overspend on certain players, it's going to stop them from bringing in even more important profiles this summer. It's June. I'm not losing my head at all. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in July. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate your time. As always, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Alfie, thank you for your time, my friends. No, thank you for having me on, TC. Fingers crossed we see that Gabriel Jesus deal announced today, if not today, tomorrow. But no, thank you for having me on. No problem at all. Umar, always a pleasure, fella. Thank you, TC, and thank you, Alfie, and thank you to everyone tuning in. No problem at all. Uh, have a good day, people. We'll see you a little bit later on this afternoon. I'll be joined by Kai Kone for an afternoon stream. Looking forward to that. More transfer updates to come, I'm sure. Um, but other than that, it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. So just keep following us down the Arsenal way. <laughs>